There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you remember when we were friends in the 80s? In the 80s. Do you remember when we was friends back then? It was acceptable then. Those 40 years have gone so fast now. We're too old. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. June. June. Before, before you start. Alright, oh, go on. Um, Is this a disclaimer? Uh, no, no, it's not a, dis- it's not a disclaimer slash alert. Alright. Um, uh, one of our regular listeners, Seaside Wolf, pointed out, whilst talking about the new kids on the block. Right. Uh, I talked about Joey Tempest. Okay. <laughs> Of course, he's the lead singer in Europe. When I actually meant Joey McIntyre, Joey McIntyre, I made I made a Joey. Yeah, I've, I've ended up looking like Joey, and I. <laughs> Joey Tempest. Oh, oh, Joey Tempest sounds like someone from like Dawson's Creek. It just sounds like a disabled person caught in high wind. June, nineteen eighty-one. <laughs> um. Where do you want to... I mean, first of all, how you been? You been all right? Yeah, I've been all right. Why? What no, you heard? No, no, nothing. No, not, nothing at all. No, I'm fine. All right. Just, uh, why Why so cagey? Dad? Well, I'll tell you what, right? Because you've come around here and, I, and you've already done something that's pissed me off, right? What's that? You, you come around here banging on that you've been watching Bruno Brooks on the telly all day. No, I don't want people to think I'll just sit around watching TV all day. Did you say that you spent all day watching Bruno Brooks? Um... No, no, what I said was, I've had now 80s on the whole day, and it was Bruno Brooks' Forgotten 80s, but he wasn't actually on there, he was just he was just voicing it over, you didn't actually see his face. La- the last episode, like a lot of people, um, you know, we went into how Bruno Brooks took our dreams. Pint-sized cunt. Tore them apart in front of our very faces, you know, and look at what it's come to, this is where we're at now, and that's his fault. And what do you do? Spend yeah. an whole day listening to him. Forgive and forget. You don't strike me as someone that forgives and forgets very easily. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> right. Um, are we going to start with films today? 
Yeah, we always start with films. You say this every time. I always thought we used to start with music. No, we always start with films. Okay, right. That's probably one of your other fucking 400 podcasts you do. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. What was the first film that had an emotion... No, that's not the one. (laughs) (laughs) Pull the ship down, all right. That's fucking started the podcast on the banner. Is there a sadder song than fucking Bright Eyes? What's that? You know you can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's going to drive you home tonight? Is that just sad because he's linked with a pictures of African kids starving. It's really sad, that song. Yeah, but... It's that, actually about mental health. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's about someone that he knew that, yeah, had, like, uh, mental health issues. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what fucking bleak start to the Jesus. podcast? Well, let's get things fucking moving, yeah, let's then. let's party started. <laughs> Pick a film. Um, well, there, there, there's actually a few films this month, yep. isn't there? You ain't been on fucking movie phone again, I'm have you? paranoid. The That's why I asked you to go first. Got, got all the ones from March 83. <laughs> yeah. I'm really mindful that I'm going to go Return of the Jedi. And just <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so so I've got a couple to start off with. Stripes. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know that much about it. I, I think I saw it years ago. but right, I, can, it, I can take this. God, God, well, please do then. Uh, I love it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's um, Murray, Harold Ramis. I think it was Ramis, yeah. obviously, I think, uh, put it together. Um, he was quite prolific, wasn't he, uh, Ramis? Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're, uh, they're they're kind of dysfunctional. It's like Police Academy. It, sa- it sounded like Private Benjamin meets Police Academy. Exactly that, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, John Candy's in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that on Wikipedia. Yeah, and there's a bit of like officer and a gentleman vibe to it as well, where like obviously all the all the governors don't like him, and he's he's a bit fast talking. He's Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, and they end up like there's this state of the art armored vehicle that's got like computers in it that it's impenetrable. Impenetrable. Say that. In- yeah, impenetrable. That one. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and Ramis and Murray. Nick it uh, with with the two uh, women that are like the uh, military police that are the love interests. Yeah, uh, and and then they go, but like any other spoiler alert, uh, they save the day. Yeah, you know, t- typical Mahoney style, Richard Gere style. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. Stripes. I watched it. They've put it on Netflix, I think, or Prime, uh, and I, I watched it again about. Four or five months ago. Oh, really? I'll go and yeah. have a little watch of that. Bloody so, so brilliant. Do you think Police Academy was informed by it then? Definitely, yeah. 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 It, it's that whole storyline of just like Wally's like signing up. Yeah. Not, no, not signing up. Kind of getting forced into it. Yeah. Uh, and then having to deliver it. And it's all the training and it's all like ridiculously shit. Yeah. But then it all comes good and they become the heroes. Well, talking about Wally's uh, signing up. I did see that um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark right. was also this month. Mm-hmm. 
And something that I didn't know, whilst look, I've, I've got lost down a fucking Wikipedia 80s film rabbit hole today. And obviously, we know Raiders of the Lost Ark directly by Spielberg, mm-hmm. but it's from a story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Mm. Right? Philip Kaufman wrote and directed The Wanderers. Mm. How fucking, yeah, just looking at a poster on your, on your wall there. Because mm. I didn't realise, like, um, The Wanderers is like quite a, a famous book. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I learned that today. Hmm. When I uh, I went on a film podcast and I and I chose this, uh, and the host studied that book for part of his film degree. So do you know was it a <clears throat> was it a book based on someone's experiences? Was it a, was it a, book, a fiction or non fiction? Based upon the novel by Richard Price. Well, novel suggests not. I mean, a lot of it feels like situations that you would have got in yeah. with your mates yeah. in college. Um. I don't know what else Richard Price wrote, but apparently, yeah, it like, I mean, I don't know when he wrote it, but whether it was written in the 60s when that film was based, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, should we talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, yeah. When I got to college, obviously I weren't in like the clever classes, and so... What like, was that in? I weren't very bright. Like, why'd you make me say it? <laughs> You're all cunt. <laughs> uh, and so what they allowed you to do was like uh, on, uh, like, I don't think it was like one afternoon a week, you could either go in the library and study. And I've done that once and I have my Walkman on really, really loudly in there. And uh, our mutual friend Simone, who I didn't really know, was older and just come over and like tap me on the shoulder and tell me to turn my music down. <laughs> so I decided that I didn't want to hang out in the library anymore. So I signed up to do archaeology because of my love of Raiders of the Lost Ark. What, really? Yeah. Right. So i done archaeology on a Thursday afternoon uh, when I was at Palmer's. Yeah. For about, I don't know, eight months or something like that. Rubbish. I think the highlight was going to like coal asphalt with like, like maybe like two metal detectors between twenty of us. Did you roll under any quickly closing no, doors and grab your? I think no massive ball come like tumbling. I wanted to get involved in a massive game of mass trap, human mass yeah. trap. That's what I wanted. Uh, with a, I would have had a whip. I quite liked the like the, the gun when he just pulled it out and shot the guy with a samurai sword that was doing all the the the, the, the cool stuff. Nah. Just wander around coal ass fault while someone like spent twenty minutes digging up a fucking can. That does sound like the what archaeology is though. Yeah, but I was sold a dream, wasn't I? <laughs> Kaufman, Spielberg, <laughs> Lucas. They fucking pitched it high. Well, so, uh, I, so I found out that today, whilst on my Wikipedia rabbit hole, that it was written uh, by Lawrence Kasdan who co-wrote Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens. And whilst, whilst going further down my rabbit hole, I found out he also wrote The Bodyguard. Oh, okay. Right? Which he wrote in 1975, right. sold to a studio in 1977, and then it didn't get made until 1991. And he wrote, because he wrote in the 70s, he pictured Steve McQueen in the lead role. Yeah, he was handsome. Oh, he was handsome, wasn't he? Um, I would. I If I had to. They yeah. burst in here with machine guns. <laughs> Costner or McQueen? They're holding guns to your head. 
McQueen, eh? Yeah, always. Um, <coughs> I, uh, I watched a thing about Star Wars, and they were saying that, was it? Yeah, Jedi, they didn't think they were going to be able to get Harrison Ford back in for that one. Oh, really? Yeah, because he had done this and yeah. was a megastar by now. Uh, and I can't think what it was, but they paid him enough. Yeah. But they were thinking that he weren't going to do it. That so was... what are they going to have to do, like, get get do like what Neighbours did and get a different Han Solo, like Jim from Neighbours or someone? I don't know if they get like, um, Jim from Neighbours, a.k.a. Alan... Dale. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> that just come out so quick. Uh, maybe they would have got Kurt Russell, who was originally meant to have played Han Solo. When um, Christy, Christopher Walken was meant to have um, auditioned for it as well, wasn't he? Or, he was, or he was one of the names in the app. The the one that like the the documentary I've been watching on the Disney thing, they show Kurt Russell like reading for it. Oh really? Yeah. Because like, uh, didn't the bird who ended up singing in Berlin? What was her name? Lynn. Yeah. Lynn from Berlin. <laughs> she she auditioned for the uh, Princess Leah, apparently. Really? Yeah. They, when they cast her, because Carrie Fisher's mum and dad were quite famous, weren't they? Yeah. And he didn't want anyone that was famous in it. He wanted it to be all unknowns. Um, of like the, the main cast. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently she was that good. But he did also say something like, you've got to drop X amount of pounds before you can do it. Oh, really? Quite brutal on her, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she looked amazing, didn't she? Whoa, eh? Cool. Um, But I mean, you say that, you don't want famous people in it. And then you cast Peter, Alec Guinness. Peter Cushing Peter and Cushing. Alec, Alec yeah, Guinness, like yeah. absolute Hollywood royalty. Like, you know. Uh, but yeah. then I suppose they... they I mean, Peter Cushing always looked the same, didn't he? Like he, he looked the same in whatever he did, whether he was fucking thirty or seventy. But um, Alec Guinness looked quite different by the time he was playing Ben Kenobi to how he looks in the Ealing comedies because he yeah. was a younger bloke then, and he was an old bloke with a beard by then in a dressing gown. <laughs> um, I'm scared to say some of these films, but I've got dates that um, equate to them. Uh, for your eyes only. Yeah, I've got that. Uh, how, but how do you feel about Bond? I think he's boring. You always say things are boring. Why is Bond boring? A lot of people find Bond really exciting. I know. I ain't got a problem with him. Like, stop trying to get me into trouble. But you just fucking people off like every every week. <laughs> every week I get these DMs. I never show them to you. <laughs> It's just people like, oh, he's really pissed all over my childhood again. Why'd you do a podcast with that cunt? And I was like, to me, mate, I just feel sorry for him because he couldn't get any of the clever kids' classes at college. Where did you meet him? <laughs> he was, he had a little trowel. Thank God that's full. <laughs> just digging up a can. I just caught him examining an owl pellet trying to find a mouse's skull. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I just, I remember that like, as a kid growing up, that like you was meant to like love James Bond. Yeah. And I, I remember having like the, the, the toy car, the white one, like, and yeah. thinking it was really cool. 
But I think, do you know what? I think we were spoiled because Star Wars happened. Made everything else seem shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be right, actually. Apart from Raiders. Raiders was brilliant. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but it was sort of cut from the same. Yeah. Swashbuckling cloth, on it? Absolutely. And, yeah, James Bond, it was like, just someone that looked like one of your dad's better looking mates that like David Niven's nephew yeah just just a bloke in a suit just wandering around <laughs> like yeah I don't know it just didn't do it for me James Bond no and, it didn't it didn't do it for me either right but, but I did kind of like you know sort of Christmas time there'd always be a Bond on yeah well you know when I was a kid around me nans and normally kind of I, I would normally watch that but I don't ever ever remember having any kind of excitement or affinity about it. And I definitely... I, I haven't seen a Bond film since Timothy Dalton was in it. See, I've I've been to the cinema to see probably the last five. <clears throat> well, that's not someone that don't like Bond. Is right. that someone whose missus like, likes exactly Bond? Exactly that. <laughs> uh, and I go there... I, I don't really like things like that and Bourne Identity and just like action films like, I just think it's a bit boring and like I, I just want to go and watch some really bleak kitchen sink drama yeah so but as long as it not... starts with someone kick, someone in Glasgow kicking their dog to death you're fucking happy as Larry aren't you you know what <laughs> if that was a synopsis I'd be like oh well, I'm giving that a whirl <laughs> someone kicking their dog to death and Paddy Considine turning up and you're fucking well awake that's literally <laughs> Anything like that, I'm like, oh, brilliant. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mrs. Whiffin's not a fan of that sort of thing. Uh, so I have to go and watch uh, the James Bond films. And I must say, in the cinema, on the big screen, if I can just kind of leave me preconceptions to one side, I can just watch it and go, yeah, that was all right. You just stick, you can stick your headphones in and watch Neil by mouth on your iPhone, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I've got a couple more. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Cannibal Run. Is this just so you can moan about car films? I've done that, haven't I? Well, you've moaned about... I'm sure you fucking... Was it Smokey and the Bandit yeah, you had thing, a moan same of? same thing. They're both the same film. <laughs> Have they both got Burt Reynolds in? Uh, I think so. I think this one has. So when I think of Smokey and the Bandit, I think of Burt Reynolds. It's just fucking blokes with moustaches... And, like, some kind of, like... Has everyone got a moustache? I think back then, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know what... I mean, and it's, again, that whole thing of, like, blokes in their 20s back then looked like they were in their, like, early 50s. Yeah. How old do you think Sid James was, like, 21? Sid James, if you look it up, in 1981, Sid James was the same age as Arnold from Different Strokes. He auditioned for the role, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, look, I'm not going to start fucking moaning about um, car films again. Superman 2. No. June the 1st, 1981. What, have you been on, have you been on movie phone? Yes, I have. No, it's not. It's not, it's oh. not that. Have you got something interesting or relevant to say about it that you wanted to, wanted to say? Or should we save it to when it actually come out? Yeah, save it. Um, right, let me tell you what I fucking got. I'll tell you what I've got. Is Escape to Victory. Why 
you know I got that? Because you're on the wrong website. Oh, is that? Yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah, fucking brilliant. How good, how good was Escape to Victory when you was a kid? Brilliant. It was like... It's Kane, like... Stallone, Moore, Ardiles, Pele. Walk. <laughs> Osman. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yes. Who else was in it? Was Mick Mills in it? It did, uh, right, it didn't list McMills, but it did say that they... they it was all Ipswich, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, they took a lot of Ipswich town players. But Ipswich were like fucking flying iron, yeah. weren't they? Like, that was, you know, yeah. where Ipswich's fucking purple patch, wasn't it? Who else was in it? Stallone? Yeah, Stallone and Kane seemed to be the only two non, non-footballers. non Yeah. And then it was just loads of, like, loads of celebrity footballers. Bloody brilliant, that film. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, I love that. Like, if ever that's on, I get all excited. I I haven't seen it for fucking years. It's a bit of a Christmas one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it'd be on at Christmas, and I'd be like, yes. Like It's it, just really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, really exciting. I, I've got one. Go on. Um, see, I know that you're... Are, are you going to mention, like, a, a bit of a fantasy one that was really big? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go for one that's... Um, that come out on June the 6th in 1981 called Hot Bubblegum. No, I don't know of that. So Hot Bubblegum, uh, those lemon popsicle boys are at it again. Oh, fucking hell, right. I'll, I'll probably do know of Hot Bubblegum then. Right, so when I show you the sleeve, like that sleeve there. Cool. You, whoa, yeah, that was one of the, I've never seen it, but that was one of the films that would be in the video shop. That was like, again, much like we mentioned, like Wanderers earlier, in that kind of uh, vein of uh, Porky's and Lemon Popsicle, it was them kind of 1950s frat films that would generally involve young lads getting up to high jinks and yeah. there would definitely be some uh, some Bristols in it. Yeah. And it would have been like... Whoa. Did you ever watch any of the Lemon Popsicle, private Popsicle films? No. Right. I watched one one, one time in the 90s, like, because I got an old VHS of it, and it was it was... An Israeli film that had been dubbed and it was fucking terrible. So I just went and watched Porky's again. You know what you're getting, don't you? Do you reckon, like, if you watch Porky's now, do you reckon it stands up? Yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah. Be- because American Pie was just fucking Porky's, yeah. but, but a little more, like, uh, you know, with, with a little more modern. For forgiveness towards yeah. these things, yeah. Yeah. but I think even American Pie now there'd be scenes in that which, like the old fucking hashtag Me Too brigade, would probably. <laughs> no, but some when things... did you just become your dad when you said that? <laughs> yeah, you know the old the old fucking woke police. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what people want to hear? I'm just giving them what they want to hear. They're all old cunts like us. <laughs> Oh, dear. These um, lot don't like all the fucking hashtag police, do they? Oh, I don't know. Well, the people who listen to this, nah, they want us They want us to kick against the pricks. Clash of the Titans. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember what's Clash of the Titans and what's Jason and the Argonauts. Because there was a lot of stop-frame animation, weren't there, of... Mm. of what what one's the one where all the little skeletons come out of the ground and he fights them? Is that Jason? That's Jason the Argonauts. Right. Clash of the Titans is the uh, the little owl. The little, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I know the one you mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And Medusa. 
Yeah, I see. I admit that I have a, I have a, a abiding memory of Medusa kind of coming mm. into this fucking room, all the, all the snakes in her ear, mm. stop motion animated. Yeah, I'd like to. You know, I remember thinking like Clash of Times was really fucking good when I was a kid, and whenever that was on, or Jason the Argonauts, yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, it was really fucking exciting, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it felt like proper fucking exciting films. Do you know something I found out today? Right, who was in? Clash of the Titans and Raiders of the Lost Ark in this month. I only fucking found it out through Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know. Pat Roach. <laughs> the, the wrestler fucking... Yeah, Pat Bomber Roach <laughs> was in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was the bloke who fucking got that like done by the fucking um, helicopter blade. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, and he was in Clash of the Titans as well. That's what a f- living all right. What a, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking mental career that bloke had. Right? I, so I, as I got lost down my Wikipedia rabbit hole, I went on uh, Pat Roach's. Uh, <laughs> right? Is there more of a fucking bloke than Pat Roach? Right? Check this out. Right? His missus' his name was Doreen. <laughs> and in the 1970s, he ran a gym in Birmingham and also owned and co-managed a scrapyard. He had some fucking pubes, didn't he, Pat Roach? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Surprised it would get a leotard on. <laughs> oh, dear. Fucking hell. So he was... <laughs> Legit wrestler, wasn't he? He yeah. was on like Saturday wrestling, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a proper fucking wrestler, wasn't he? But he was one of them blokes like Chaz and Dave, wasn't he? One of them bearded blokes from the fucking late seventies and early eighties who just fucking you do you'd have just love to go down the pub with him, wouldn't you, Pat Roach? I love the fact that you think he had too many pubes for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help it. <clears throat> and like, do you know what? Yeah, like to be honest, Pat, like. You've been bossing this being a fucking bloke thing. Um, yeah, do you want to retire or... Oh, hang on a minute. Do you want to be in a Fweederson pet? Yeah. Like, could you be any more of a fucking geezer? Well, that's why he got the role, wasn't it? If you're yeah. going to be a brickie, you need some fucking pubes. Owned a scrapyard <laughs> and a gym. Exactly. He can take a carburetor out, and if you fucking knock him, he smash you around the fucking bumps with it. <laughs> I bet he was well tasty. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. He could have it, couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he never told Maureen what happened at work. Doreen. Doreen. Nah. Nah. <laughs> what goes on at the scrapyard stays at the scrapyard. Leave it. Leave it Leave it at work, Pat. Uh, grab some beer, will you? Yeah. Uh, have you got any more films you want to talk about? Um, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Shall we talk about music? Shall we? Yes. Thanks. Uh, so I pulled the chart up, um, which is all new to me, because the one that you told me to look up, uh, I did. And then when you come around here earlier, I realised that you chose the wrong one, so you'd got it wrong. Yeah, like uh, someone sent me a message saying, like, you'd become more entertaining than me. So what I'd like to do is change all your information <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> right, so number one, uh, One Day in Your Life by uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
I don't remember that being any good. No, nah, he's good though. Is it? Yeah. Like you're just thinking of the elephant man in the corner of his room and it's t- tarnishing your fucking memories of it. But, no, he's good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, so he's a bit of a fucking standard slow, but no, I reckon that's all right. Because it's really weird. <clears throat> I was having this conversation when I was looking at the charts earlier. Uh, and I was chatting to my missus and I was like, and she's a big Jackson fan. And I was like, I thought, because obviously Thriller's not come out yet. Uh, and I always thought that one day in your life, Say, Say, Say and Farewell My Summer Love yeah. were tracks that were like the old label reissued off the strength of the success of um, Thriller. But obviously this come out before. I mean, maybe they did, maybe they did reissue mm. them. But Say, 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 weren't, that was a new... That was a new one, wasn't it? When was it come, it? when it come out, because that come out a little bit later than this, Am didn't I it? Thinking of say, say, say. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of a worse fucking duet than the girl is mine. It's just rubbish. Like you know, you think of Paul Paul McCartney mm. and Michael Jackson. Yeah, and that's it's, the best they could come up with. Yeah, it's saying something when say 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 is better. <laughs> I don't think say say so it says that bad, but then if you maybe I'm just comparing it with a girlie's mind. But what was Macca doing at this point? Play the pipes of peace all around the world. That's alright, it. Yeah, but it's not. No more lonely nights. That's right. Never be another. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that was alright. I do also remember that looking back and thinking it certainly ain't fucking day in the life or fucking sh- I want to hold your hand. No, but I think it was kind of clear who the, who the one out the Beatles was, wasn't it? I suppose. I suppose. Just listen to Imagine, fuck's sake. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, I'll see I'll see a thing on John Lennon the other day. Oh, weird, weirdly, we might as well fucking talk about it now. This, this is the month that um, Mark Chapman, who shot John Lennon, uh, went to prison. Hmm. Yeah, I think he admitted it. He wanted to be famous, though, didn't he? He yeah. wanted to be famous for being the bloke that shot John Lennon. Yeah. I think Weird. he was a bit of a disturbed individual, wasn't he? Yeah. But this documentary I see the other night, it was like something, Life in Ten Pictures, and, and it was about John Lennon. And when you kind of see what he was doing and the views he had about everything, you can kind of think, if you were someone that wanted to maintain the status quo, you'd have took out John Lennon mm. because he had such a fucking, you know, such a left the centre, yeah. off the beat and track approach to everything, you know, and also just a massive fucking f- following and a massive platform for yeah, it. Hugely. That um, if you if you were of the mind of wanting to keep the status quo going, yep. you'd have got some mentalist to go and fucking take him out. Yeah. I'm not saying that happened, but you know. I mean, while we're just talking about news, I did also read that. The man that assassinated Martin Luther King uh, was stabbed 20 times in June 1981 in prison. Oh, really? Uh, by other inmates that uh, he never grasped up on. Uh, but I didn't realise the bloke that shot Martin Luther King lived till 1998 in prison. Is that true? Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and in the end they did find out who'd done it and uh, the other lads got another 20 years each <laughs> for, uh, for chiving up. Yeah, whoever it was. Do, do you want to stay on an assassination tip for a minute? Why well, have you got one? Yeah, fucking um, this month, 
uh, June 81, the teenager, Marcus Sargent, fired six blank rounds at the Queen. Uh, well, she, I don't know if she's doing fucking trooping to the guards or, or some parade or something. And so I, I ended up on fucking Wikipedia reading all about him. He felt he was 17, failed to get in the Marines and Army, failed to get in the police and the fire service. So he sent letters to two magazines, one of which included a picture of him with his father's gun. Writing's on the wall, wasn't it? What's his name? Um, Marcus Sargent. But he's come out now and he's living, living under a different, uh, different name, apparently. Uh, so in questioning, Sargent said he'd been inspired by the assassination of John Lennon and the attempts on the lives of Ronald Reagan and Pope John Paul, which had all happened in a few months previous. And in particular, he noted the ease with which Mark David Chapman had become famous after killing Lennon. A friend said that at the time of John Hinckley Jr.'s attempt on the life of President Reagan, Sergeant had said, I'd like to be the first one to take a pot shot at the Queen. The police found that Sergeant had written, I'm going to stun and mystify the world. I'll become the most famous teenager in the world. He used a blank firing gun. Yeah, he couldn't get hold of a proper one. <clears throat> I bet he's gutted now when he goes on TV and sees Tracy Beaker. Uh, number two, uh, Being With You by Smokey Robinson. Motown 1 and 2. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, number three, Kate Robbins and Beyond, More Than In Love. Don't even know I that. no fucking idea what it is. Is that Kate Robbins from you know, The Impressionist? Oh, that must be horrible if it is. <laughs> uh, number four, Red Savine uh, with Teddy Bear. Don't know that. No, I don't know that either. Uh, Do you ever go back and check out any of these songs you don't know? Sometimes, yeah, but then sometimes I just look at them and I, I, I just think... I wouldn't like that. I oh, know I wouldn't like that. Um, Hajamole, 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 Hajamole. What is that? Zipping up my boots, <laughs> going back to <laughs> my roots. Yeah, that's, that's a tune, isn't Brilliant, it? yeah. Yeah. Who was that Odyssey? Yeah, number five. Fucking tune, that is. Um, bombing up the charts at number six. This town. Coming oh. like a ghost town. Oh. All the clubs are being closed down. Is there, is there a better Too special song that goes... on a dance floor. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Why must you fight against themselves? Is there a better special song than Ghost Town? Do nothing. Yeah, you're right, there is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move on. No, I think they're both exceptional fucking... Yeah. Exceptional, exceptional Because tunes. you know... Mm, mm, the sombre bit, so mm. sombre, that when it goes, Do you remember the good old days? Yeah! It's like, you want to have a little can-can and everything when that comes I on, do, don't I you? do, I do, I remember them all, <laughs> but he's all fucked. <laughs> It's an excellent ghost town. Oh, bloody brilliant. Bloody, bloody brilliant. Um, right. Any other songs you want to talk about? In... I've, I've got a nine, Hazel, Hazel O'Connor, will you? You've changed chart again. Have I? Yeah, it's number 10. Well, I might have just put the wrong number down and fucking cry about it. Oh, just get organised. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, the principal reason I wanted to speak about Hazel O'Connor's Will You was because me and Andy, uh, my mate Andy, uh, we went to see Hazel O'Connor. Mm. Um, they were doing a showing of the film Breaking Glass. Mm -hmm. This was like, it was a couple of years ago. This just, was from Breaking Glass, <coughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And this was just before COVID. Uh, so we went, uh, did we go to fucking Norwich or somewhere? 
or was it Bury St Edmunds? It was somewhere, it's like somewhere Suffolk or Suffolk yeah. or Norfolk. And um, Aisle O'Connor was doing a showing of the film Breaking Glass, and then afterwards she was doing a QA and then she was going to play like some of the songs from it. And um, so we got there, see the film. It was, you know, it's dated, but it's fucking brilliant. And Phil Daniels is in it, and um, what's his name? Carver from The Bill is in her band. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. And then she's done this QA after, and we're like, Everyone from the early 80s is in their 60s now, aren't they? And it was just... She just spent the whole time speaking about her fucking ailments and about her dogs, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, I could have just done a Q&A with my, one of my mum's mates. <laughs> Pat Roach wouldn't have done that, would no, he? God, no, no. <laughs> he'd just be telling you all the times he'd been tooled up and fucking yeah. belted someone. <laughs> Oh, I really don't like Will You by Hazel O'Connor. I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Um, it is a bit, or it is a bit horrible. I'm gonna. I'm, it don't make me feel sexy. It no, just... no. I'm gonna pop it in a little, little box over there with Toya. Oh, really? Yeah. It's getting kind of late now. I wondered if you stay. And that's right. I've got my motor. <laughs> I've only had seven pints. <laughs> I'll take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number nine, in fact, is uh, Memory uh, by Elaine Page. Mm. Um, so I made a note, because is that from, is that from a show? Was, was um, I know him so well from a show. Yeah, that was, from, so is, that was from Chess. So is that from the same show? No, no, I don't think so. I she think, was always doing shows, wasn't she, Elaine Page? Yeah, she's got a little show on um, Radio 2 about shows. I, do you know, I actually don't mind that, really. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, I'd, do you know what, right? <laughs> I've got a little story about this. Right? I fucking hate musicals, right? I'd, see, I don't mind musicals. Right, but it depends. But I don't like, I, but I don't like all of them. Right. But, but actually, no, you're right. I'm probably talking about fucking Grease and the Book of Mormon. Right, see, they're the ones I like, right? Uh, but what I don't want to hear... Is which I have to hear because um, my wife and her friends love a musical, so I have to hear Chicago and all that jazz and all of that stuff. And yeah, it just ain't my bag. Uh, but you know, I'll 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 go along with it. You yeah. know, you have to, didn't you? Um, but we was driving home from somewhere, and she went, "Oh, I'm going to put on Radio Two. We're going to have some show tunes." And I thought, "Oh, fucking hell!" And I went. Really? And she went, just give it a go, will ya? And literally <laughs> turned the channel and like, and it was just the end of like something from like one of the like 42nd Street or something. Like that. I was just thinking, oh God, what is this <laughs> shit? And like, and I was just sort of tutting and sneering and like probably got my phone out just being a petulant little shit. <laughs> and, uh, and then it just went, bong. Bong ba ba bong 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 ba ba bong 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 bong. We could have been any, <laughs> and it went into you give a little love, and it all comes back to you. La la. Oh, I was euphoric. I was yeah. like so happy. I was like, oh, I like the show tunes. There are channel. good. There are good musicals. Yeah, Bugsy Malone's brilliant. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant. Like, absolutely. If, 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 like, yeah, I, I think it's like. Have I told you that I went to I went to BAFTA for a Bugsy Malone thing? No. 
So I went, uh, it would have been maybe the 40th anniversary, about this is about five years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they'd done a thing in BAFTA uh, uh, where, uh, was it BAFTA? Yeah, I'm sure it's BAFTA, whatever it is like. BFI. No, it was BAFTA. Yeah, BFI. <laughs> what was the other thing? Or was it there? Anyway, it was where we, we saw Roachford, Ram Mayor. Like, um, yeah, it was that... a BFI. No, it wasn't a BFI. No, like, I said no, it wasn't a BFI. Ran... Stop saying BFI. The BFI ain't round there. No one, <laughs> <laughs> fucking mug. But that was that was really good. Like, you went in there, all like the costumes and oh, like, really? all like, um, what the, the... splurge guns, splurge guns that like, you could fire a splurge gun. It was like two one B medical, no, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really fucking good. Yeah. Like we we all got we took the kids and got dressed up and like oh, oh wow, fucking brilliant! I love that film. He knew how to make a film, didn't he? Who was that? Uh, oh, he died last year. Um, commitments. Um, uh, oh God, uh, Alan Partridge. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right <clears throat> Hanson <laughs> Wells <laughs> number 11 body talk he was just a sexy bloke wasn't he Lee John I know we, we mentioned that Roach had too many pubes for his own good yeah do you think none he was the- <laughs> No, I wasn't. He was the first person in the country to shave him off. I guarantee it. He was so sexy, wasn't he? He just fucking... What, Lee John was too sexy for pubes? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what his body was talking about? Exactly. (laughs) The minute they started coming through, he just shaved them. He only ever had a bareback wank. Just a sexy bloke. It's, it's a sexy video, that body talk. Oh. I, I saw that today on Bruno, Bruno Brooks's... Sorry to keep mentioning him. Stop bringing him up. I'll call. I'll just call it now 80s. I saw that today on now right. 80s with Bruno Brooks. Body talk. Body talk. Sexy. Um, oh, I'll tell you what else I saw, which is another sexy bloke, is I saw um, Soft Cell's bedsitter. It's a fucking great video, that bedsitter video. He's a sexy... He, he's a sexy bloke, Mark Harmon. Is it like... Is that video... There's like sort of... Almost like a kind of... A, a stage setup of like a house or something. Of a, of a bedsit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's just in it, isn't he? Alone. Yeah. And then... Um, what's his name? The other one. The one with Dave the tash. Ball. Yeah. The one with the tash. Johnny Ball. <laughs> he's just... Bobby Ball. <laughs> 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 Bobby Ball. He's just how good would that be? Mark Orman and Bobby Ball from Soft Cell. He turns up at the door and just pulls his fucking braces out. <laughs> That's yeah, he's, brilliant. He's just walk, he's just walking all around solo, and then like of course he is. Plot spoiler: at the end, he turns up at the bedsit and just turns off the dripping tap. Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a seedy man, isn't he? Oh. Soft sell was seedy, weren't they? Well, you don't end up with two pints of spunk. In your stomach, without being a sexy bloke. That's all I'm saying. Right. So let's discuss this, right? Because do you know what? While we discuss this, I'm going to Google this, like because as I've grown up over the years, each time I've heard that story, there's another, more. There's, there's another there's point. Another <laughs> point of jeez. Uh, so I'm going to ask uh, if I Google Mark Almond. Uh, I don't want you fixing the results because you want to get him on your fucking off the beat and track podcast. I've googled Mark Norman Spunk. Um, right, okay. Were rumours about Mark Almond? Uh, yeah, have his stomach pumped, didn't they? Because the, well, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? Two pints of spunk. Okay. So it was. It was before they'd properly gone metric, wasn't it? Like nowadays, it'd probably be like. Just over a litre of spunk. Okay, right. In the 80s, there was a story going around that Mark Allman had been taken to hospital to have his stomach pump, whereupon they removed from his gut approximately two pints of biff. <laughs> Does is anybody know if this is really true, or is it one of those urban myths like Bob Holness playing the sax on Baker Street? <laughs> what, Bob Holness never played the sax on Baker Street? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it, there's... Uh, the only way anyone could have that much semen pumped out of their stomach would be to have it pumped in via some sort of pump minutes before. In the normal course of events, it is uneventfully, it is uneventfully digested like any other protein snack. No, but perhaps it's found its half it found its way down the top way, and half found its way up the other way. 
Is right. that possible? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, it. Yeah, it just sounds like. Um, oh, there was nine different types rather than the amount. I mean, that's 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 very different. Nine 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 different loads of spaff ain't the end of the world, is it? What off nine? Does that just mean off nine different people yeah. or nine people of different ethnicities? Well, I don't know. Nine different people. So obviously, yeah, he's just he's just had, had a big night out. Yeah. But... <laughs> He was a pop star. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good on you, Mark. Mark, if you're listening, give us a bell and tell us whether that's true or not. I reckon he's he's had his team of fucking spam bots out changing the changing the results of that. Either that or you've just lied to try and get him on your podcast. He ain't gonna come on it now once he's heard this. No. Have you messaged him and asked him to come on now? Well, I've stopped saying about Mark coming on things. <laughs> right. Um, any other songs you want to talk about? Um, can I just say that whole last section? It's nothing to do with gayness, is it? Because you know, if why are you saying that? I ain't saying that. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just clearing it up. It's just well, I'm not clearing it up. But, <laughs> don't clear oh that God, up. I don't want to clear that up. No. <laughs> but um, you know, if if it was a female singer with two pints of spunk. You know, it wouldn't make any it makes well, no difference what's to me. Weird is it, it, it's frowned upon, and it's kind of like almost like it was such like urban legend, wasn't it? This, yeah. Whereas if that was something like something to do with like the likes of like Motley Crue or or Led Zeppelin, you know, in the Pat Hayes, Roach, but, just be saying good on you, Pat. If he if he'd done two pints of spunk there, Maureen's <laughs> gullet, you'd just be good on you, bomber. Go on, my son. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. I think that's cleared that up. Right. Um, number 20. Um, Bob Marley, No Woman, No Cry. Mm. Do you like Bob Marley? Yeah, I love Bob Marley. Do you? Yeah. Do you ever listen to Bob Marley? Um, well, it's, I, I, had a, I had a time, I reckon, when I was about 17, yeah. where I listened to it a lot. Yeah. And, like, and really liked it. My favourite Bob Marley song is a song called I Know, which is... Brilliant! Oh, and, really? Like, and it's like it's not like on Legend or any yeah. of the, the. I say I'm a huge Bob Marley fan. I like all the fucking hits. Yeah, yeah. And no, like, I like I like uh, like most of the hits. Yeah. In at eighteen, Can Can by Bad Manners. I remember thinking this was one of the best things I'd ever seen on Top of the Pops. I think I, I think I liked it at the time, but I think in retrospect that might have been when I went off Bad Manners. Is it fundamentally a sizable man in a dress going la 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 la, la just booting his legs about? Yeah, that's that's the unique selling point. Um, in at thirty, wordy rapping hood, Tom Tom Club. I think that, I think that's a good record, wordy rapping hood. Do you like that? I think it's fucking brilliant. It's it's a mental record. Yeah. And what was the other single that, that the chart bother up? Then they do, Genius they... of Love. Oh, I don't know that. Hmm. Is that any good? Yeah, you'd know it straight away if I played it. How's it go? Um, I'm going to find it for you. Because they did a cover of Under the Ball Book, didn't they? Did, they? yeah. Yeah, it's obviously not going to be as good as Bruce Willis's version. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'll know that. I'll die if you know that, isn't it? Yeah. How good are the covers? Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? Uh, so, yeah, there was also, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Jesus Love. And, um, I mean, because Tom Tom Club was Tina Weymouth and... Chris France, was it? Yeah, from Talking Heads, yeah. right? The little side project. yeah. Has, right. has there ever been a side project that's been any good? I mean, that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, that, see, that's one I wish you would have mentioned up front. Yeah, I did, but you just fucking like you were too busy talking about your mixed martial arts and just talked all over me. I did fucking mention it before. We, I did actually fucking mention this before we started. Oh God, sorry. You're so pumped up, you couldn't fucking aren't you easy enough to listen to the point I was trying to make? For, <laughs> I've just got roid rage. I can't fucking <laughs> think straight. <laughs> um, angry head and a tiny little cock. Yeah, Roy, Roy's back on the juice, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, uh, no, I don't think there is. Uh, has there been good side projects? Can you think of any? No, whenever I think of side projects, I, I always just think of Mike and the Mechanics. It's the only one I can think of it's right just, now. It's just like... I don't think any good ever comes from having a side project. Oh, uh, uh, that was that was another one on on uh, Now Eighties today was uh, Arcadia. Oh well, there was there and the power station. Wasn't yeah, there? they split and done them, didn't they? Yeah, but Arcadia was pretty. Just it was like Duran Duran with no redeeming features. Power station. They Robert Palmer was in yeah. there, so, wasn't he? Yeah, that, that was some like it. Oh, he's urgent. Yeah, I remember when. There was all this hype around Sugar Ray Leonard uh, fighting Tommy Hearns. For, I think it was like the third time. It would have been like late 80s, maybe 88. Uh, I remember being really excited about it. And all of the the like the, the montages leading up to it was that... Yeah. And I was just like... And I'd never heard that before. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Because yeah. it was like... It was with a big boxing montage of like knockouts. And I was like... Oh, what is this song? And I had no idea that it was Robert Palmer and a few members of Another Duran Duran. Another song like, that is used in the same context as the heat is on. That's rubbish, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? What's your thoughts on Footloose? See, I like Footloose. I do like Footloose. Because yeah. I, like, I like the film Footloose. I really fucking like the film Footloose. Mm. I think it's, um, like, it's just that... Uh, I like them Stranger Comes to Town films, like, yeah. uh, you know, like the Clint Eastwood ones. And that's blood. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of song footloose. We used to play that out at the gay clubs. Well, gays had a good old dance around to it. I just. They'd all come out from behind the curtain, strut their stuff, and then you put something on after, and they'll go back behind the curtain again. Put on a bit of body talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Do, um, you, do, you, do you like footloose then? Or, no. No. I really don't like what it. What don't you like about it? Sort of fun. No, because I ain't really got a problem with like walking on sunshine. That's the ultimate fun record. Oh, see, I don't like walking on sunshine, (coughs) but you're right. It's the same kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a big fan of it, but like, it don't offend me. Girls just want to have fun. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I don't mind girls just want to have fun. But it's it's that it's the tempo walking on sunshine that I don't like. But then Mm. Footloose is that kind of quick, yeah, quick tempo song. But I don't know. I just like it. I suppose it's just kind of tied up with the film, isn't it? It's like, yeah. don't you forget about me. Mm. Would you like that as much if it weren't to do with a breakfast club? Um, 
it's hard to say. Yeah. Because the two things it. are so fucking yeah. intrinsically linked, aren't they? Um, are there any more songs you want to talk about before we move on? Yeah, I, there, there was one more at number forty. Um, uh, I'd Kirsty McCall. There's a guy who works down the chip shop. Swears he's Elvis. Oh, how good's that? She was good though, Kirsty McCall, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, really good, really, really good. Yeah, they don't know. It's good that, isn't it? Just fucking brilliant. I would, I, I would fucking pick the Tracy Ullman version, but just because that's I the one you well. heard in the eighties, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think it's great. You saw Kirsty McCall, didn't you? I did, yeah. Did, did we talk about this already on here? Might have done it at Christmas when we spoke about the Pogues. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I see her supporting Morrissey at Ali Pally and wheeled out Shane McGowan, pissed out of his fucking head. But I mean, you just kind of realise when you see her, just how many fucking good songs she yeah. had. Um, do you like Walking Down Madison? Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, It was on Top of the Pops the other night because it was like 88, 89 or whatever. And they're on Top of the Pops. And who was on stage? Johnny Marr's on there with her, isn't he? Yeah. And she was on there as well doing harmonies. With the Wonder Stuff? No, uh, with the Mondays doing Hallelujah. Oh, really? Yeah, she was on there singing like the, the harmonies on Hallelujah. Yeah. But yeah, she's on... She was on every... Seats, e- she was she? on every... Yeah, everyone's fucking record Sexuality doing Sexuality by, she, by um, Billy Bragg. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she was, was Johnny Moore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she was good, she was. Um, it, it, did, it did make me think, though... Do you remember, uh, did you fucking have a neighbour called Emilios that ran the chip shop? He lived across the road, yeah, Emilios. Uh, he moved in my street when I was probably about seven. Yeah. Uh, and they moved in across the road. And uh, and I believe they were sort of Greek Cypriot. Uh, and they bought the chippy in Greys. Yeah, and if I remember rightly, a few times we went in there and got free chips. Do you know what this is? What I was this is what I was thinking. Because hmm. I remember you you getting free chips one time. I'm thinking like he's got it made. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you know, literally fucking VIP. Isn't Someone's it? winning in life. <laughs> and also getting that like the fucking didn't you get the scraps as well? I can't remember. I think you got some scraps for free as well. And like, it's like fucking hell, imagine that getting free chips. And I think like you, you know. We're giving it the big and like, you know, you just got, you know, you could go in there any time you wanted and order anything off the menu. Why are you making out? I was like Jay from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. All right. What was weird was, fast forward a couple of years, and that's when I would have met Antonio, uh, who's Nan owned the chippy. Yeah. And then whenever I was around Leeds and we was out and about, we'd pop in there, free chips again. Oh, fucking free chips. Yeah. Yeah, free chips, mate. Don't get any better than that. No. No, um, I got free chips the time um, uh, when I used to work in Epping. Uh, there was a chippy along. Uh, they did lovely fucking chips, really nice chips. And uh, I went along there one time, and I was just uh, waiting to order. And um, this uh, the girl Diana, because I was in there quite a lot, so they did such nice chips. The girl Diana who worked in there pointed out across the road um, this red fucking Ferrari pull up, and she went, "That's Rod Stewart." So I went, fucking hell. I said, I'm going to go and get his autograph. She went, I'll get us his autograph. Like, she was too shy to go and talk to him. So I got some chip wrappers and a fucking biro offer and went across the street. And um, they've pulled up and Rachel Hunter, who was, who was his missus, went in this fucking wine shop and he just stood out the front, you know, with his hands on his hips like a bloke with loads of pubes. <laughs> and uh, I just I just went up and went, Rob, can you, just, can you sign me chip wrapper? 
And like he was nice and chatty and like much less of a cunt than you thought he would be. And um, got got him to sign one for dying as well. Took it back to the chip, eh? And I got three chips, mushy peas, and a butter roll. What a day! Yeah, what a day! Best day of my entire life. Well, it's really weird because I was going to say when we was talking about the Elaine Page song and memories. If you had to like pick a memory of a day that was like the best day, what would it be? I remember like that meeting Rod Stewart. Getting free chips. Just after that, I just had, it's such a perfect day. Just going round and round yeah, in my head. Yeah. I don't think that can be topped. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to speak about. Uh, the Fizz were in the chart. Uh, were they back in the chart? Piece of the Action. I don't know that song. Yeah. Uh, I, have a vague me- I have a vague memory of it. Yeah, so... I think it would. I think it would have been all right, but don't fucking hold me to that. So speaking just of just one like, piece of the action, like that's just a just one piece of the action. That's just an eighties song there that you've just tried to make sound like you know what it is. No, I do know what it is. Yeah, um, but I probably haven't heard it for over twenty years, thirty years. Well, uh, speaking of like piece of the action, can you remember like the first time like you had a fight or the first time you got punched or punched someone? Yeah, um, yeah. Did, did, I don't know whether we talked... I think we spoke about your fight with Oakley. Yeah. Was that your first fight? <sighs> right, so I had... Um, I'm not going to... Right, so, so I, I had another one at, at junior school, and I'm not going to say the name of the bloke because I actually... Like, I, thought he, I thought he was all right, but um, I can't remember what happened. You, you, you all know who it is because he was the kid that could throw a fucking tennis ball over a mile. Um, that weren't all though, was it? <laughs> no, and his dad his, his his dad worked in Saudi Arabia and he'd seen a stag beetle like over two foot long. And, Didn't um, he say he rode it home from the pub one night? But the stag beetle. Yeah. He come out of the pub pissed and he couldn't get a cab, so he rode a stag beetle home. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know whether you've embroidered that over the years. He was the uh did he say that he was the best in Essex at scrumping? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he was, I have to say, he was a dead shot with a fucking um, catapult. Like, he'd walk through the woods and there'd just be this fucking trail of dead birds behind him. Oh, that was another one. His, um, his uncle, when he was a kid, had a job as a chimney sweep. And one night, he didn't have a bath after he went home and he woke up the next morning and he couldn't get it off and now he's black. Um, so uh, yeah, I had a, I had a bit of a I, I had a bit of a to do with him one day, and um, he hit me in the dinner queue, and I remember thinking that didn't hurt as much as I thought it would, and uh, and then just crying in front of everyone and just <laughs> feeling but just feeling really disappointed in myself because it didn't actually fucking hurt, but it was just a shock of getting hit, and then after um, I'm getting me mum um, after school. I thought I'm just not having it, and so I went and um, I grabbed him as he was on the way out of school. Stop crying. Yeah. Yeah. Like hours before, like I still have red eyes and that, but um, but I grabbed him 
And you know that thing you do where you have your hands on each other's shoulders yeah, yeah. and you're trying to do the leg sweep yeah, yeah. That, that you could do when you're fighting as a kid. Yeah. We was doing that and he went, get off me now or I'll just make you cry again. And that just get a lot. It just gave me the red mist. Uh, and, and I've just gone crack. And I eat him. And then I've looked around and I've seen, seen my mum at the school gates just with a really shocked look on her face. <laughs> and uh, he just went, I'll go like, you're going you're gonna to be for it tomorrow, like that, you know, and, and you think, like, I didn't actually mind him that much, like, he was an all right, he was an all right kid. Yeah. But just, you know, these things happen at school. It was only fucking, ju- you know, junior school scuffle. But can't you remember, like, I'm sure he, he turned up at Willie Ed's at, like, uh, our school that I went to, uh, and there was, like, a little lake called Primrose Island. What, like, and he was fishing in it? I was like, fishing ha- in it. Like, <laughs> like Huckfin. <laughs> but that wouldn't have been surprising, would it? If he would have been there in like a little kind of straw yeah. hat. Just no, like, no, because... With a bit of fishing line tied to his toe. Because one time, he, he come and played around my house. And uh, we used to go to my nan's on a Sunday night. So we sort of said goodbye to him and he was, he was just going to walk home. Yeah. And my dad's obviously seen in the rearview mirror him fucking turn around and go back up there sideways. And my dad's gone, I just want to turn around a minute. And my dad's turned around, parked the car up. And went and found him fishing, like my dad had koi carp in the back garden, being an Essex wanker. So he's just fishing in the fucking pond trying to catch the koi carp. And so <laughs> I just remember seeing him coming down the steps outside my house with my old man's toe up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, like, I might even have been with Barham, uh, and we was, we was fishing, and we'd caught like a load of little rud. Or Roach, like if it was like where it was, I'm sure it was at Primmy, and he was there. I remember him just like lifting up our keep net and just going, "Can I borrow some of your bait?" (laughs) That's completely in keeping. The thing is, if you've seen a three foot stag beetle, they are going to look like bait, aren't they? Of course, absolutely. I I love a good liar. Uh, Do you know what one of my one of my favourite lies is? One that you fucking said was it? um, Was it one Buckley had told you about the bloke? Who's budgie? Uh, and then broke just a big puff. Oh, was that Justin? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so he he's he's got a mate who was our version, his version of uh, our mate, uh, and his one. They used one of his lies in the Inbetweeners. Um, they used one where uh, he said he went to a safari park with his dad, and he just said a moose was just bogging him out. So his dad just turned around and knocked it out. <laughs> um, but this is the same guy that. Um, that's a Paul Sykes one, isn't it? It's, it's pure Paul Sykes. Punch around the fucking ear all. <laughs> Sharks. And he went, um, yeah, this is the same bloke that uh, they were all down the pub. And they were like, rung him up and said, you coming down? He said, no, nah, mate. He said, like, I had a proper workout tonight. He went, I'm just so pumped up. I'm stuck in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same bloke that um, uh, the bass in his car was so loud, uh, it killed a pensioner when he drove past her. But the one you're talking about is uh, he come down the pile and they're like, you all right? He's like, nah, mate, nah, nah, not good. Me budgie burned to death. And it was like, <laughs> what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, broke his leg a couple of weeks ago. So I made a, a splint for its leg with a swan vesta and he accidentally <laughs> struck it on the sandpaper at the bottom of the cage and it burned to death. <laughs> That's so good, isn't it? That's excellent, isn't it? <laughs> Oh dear, a good lie. Uh, there's nothing better than it's when the liars kind of have that thing where because I don't know how you are with it, but if like if I find someone like that, 
I'm never going to be the one to go, oh, shut up. No, I'm no, like, you tell, oh, yeah. I'll tell me more about that. Yeah. And like, and it's when they've got that glow about them, like, fucking hell, dickhead. I'll tell him this one now. And it's like, oh, I love it. I love a bloody good liar that can like, if you can be bothered to come up with stuff like I'm stuck in the bath because I'm so yeah. ripped, like... I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but there was there was a bloke I used to work with at the jean shop who um, was going down the steps of a nightclub, and the girl in front of him had a, had like um, stiletto heels on. She raised her leg up, and it caught him under his ball bag, and it ripped his ball bag open, and both his bollocks dropped out and landed on the steps. <laughs> I mean, what's to be gained from telling that? I've no idea, but practice, I wonder whether he was just trying to explain the like God stitches. Like, I don't know. Everyone's got them, though. I know, but it's not like you know, whoever you're trying to impress with that's going to think, oh, cool guy. Yeah, like if bollocks. Yeah, nice out one, mate. <laughs> your bollocks dropped out your sack. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> oh, uh, it's uh, a cry for help, though, isn't it? It's just it a cry is for a cry attention. from help. It is a cry for help. Um, yeah, I, 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 I yeah. Um, well, you, you, you'd know. Television. Uh, TV shows that launched this month, Razzmatazz. Remember that? What one was Razzmatazz? It was a, it was a music show uh, on ITV. Um, didn't recognise the host, but a few years later, um, a 18-year-old Lisa Stansfield was a host on it. Really? Yeah. Um, I do remember it, and like, and if you go like, your YouTube things like fucking Banana Rama live on telly and things like, you'll see them on like Razzmatazz. Yeah, Razzmatazz rings a bell, but I couldn't, yeah. I, I couldn't fucking tell any details. Certainly, don't remember Lisa Stansfield. Yeah, good word, Razzmatazz, isn't it? It is. It just makes me think of pulp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about um, Grange Hill because you've uh, become obsessed with Roland from Grange Hill. Like every two fucking seconds, you send me for a picture of Roland from Grange Hill and Janet. <laughs> I was only trying to help you, Roland. Um, right. So, uh, uh, just looking because Grange Hill um, changed uh, quite a lot uh, in 1981. Um, so we've got to look at the, the the cast that joined in 81. So up until now. We've got, I mean, another bloke that had, um, we'll probably give um, Pat Roach a run for his money, Alan. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Tucker's mate, Alan. Yeah. I reckon uh, Alan was the sort of bloke that had pubes at 13. Definitely. He was, like, a, he was a big old unit. Yeah, yeah. Was he about 25, though? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'd like to know uh, how old he was. Alan Humphreys. What a, uh, he was actually called Alan Turner in the first one. It, that's what's brilliant. Alan Turner didn't justify how many pubes that man had. Yeah. So he had to be Alan Humphreys. Yeah. Because Alan Humphreys just sounds like he's a little bit more tasty. Yeah. I remember like Alan being like Tucker's muscle. Yeah. And like and obviously there was Benny as well. But that was from seventy nine to eighty one. Uh but Alan Humphreys, as as I remember, was, was He done judo. Oh really? Yeah, I remember he done judo in it. I remember him being a bit like big and a bit like yeah, like not not the not the sharpest talk. Like him and Tucker, I would imagine like Sid James and Bernard Breslau. Yeah, yeah. I mean I would never have Bernard Breslau down as muscle. Nah. Like, nah, oh, if it's oh, g- <laughs> Yeah, if he's going to kick off, like, Bomber's going to fucking put Breslau's teeth down, down his throat every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh dear. Um, so in eighty one, um, a few people started that you're uh, you're you're known as uh, Christopher Stewpot Stewart, aka Mark Burdis. Yeah. Uh, Mark Burdis obviously has then gone on to act in lots of things, uh, and he's uh, a very famous boxing ring announcer. Oh really? Yeah. Um, and obviously brother of Ray Burdis, filmmaker that done. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Love, honor, and obey. All right. Um, what's the one at Ray Winston's funeral? Final, I can't think what it's called. And it was like, oh, I know the one you mean. And he leaves fucking... a video at, at his funeral, doesn't he, uh, Ray Winston? And it's the same cast as Love Honor and Obey. It's like all of them people from um, what was the police comedy that they were all in that Burdis wrote? Operation Good Guys. Yeah, it's all of that lot. Is it Final Cut or that's it? Yeah, it's Final Cut. Yeah, that's fucking good. That was. I, I ain't seen any of them for fucking years and years, but they were they were really good. But Love they? on a Bar. Love Jude Law in. Yeah, Jude Law, Johnny Lee Miller, Sadie Frost, Sadie Frost. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else was in them. Loads of fucking like um, Reese Iphens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Love on a Base, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I'll probably watch that once a year. I love that. I ain't seen that for fucking years. Um, right, so yeah, eighty-one was a year that uh, also also uh, Susan Tully, aka Michelle Fowler, oh, right. uh, joined, uh, and uh, Norman Gripper Stebson. Mm. He was bloody horrible, wasn't oh, he? He was a cunt, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. Wasn't he horrible? He was so horrible, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was just like. Every scene when he walk in, you just think, "Oh, fuck off, yeah, Gripper!" Yeah, like, and and obviously, like, fast forward to eighty two when like uh, Jonah and Zamo and Roly and all of that join, and it's like Roland did not need fucking Gripper in his life, did he? <laughs> oh, nah. Can you remember there? <laughs> I'm sure there was an episode where they just kept saying. Roll Roland, and they were just rolling him. <laughs> obviously, I don't think he was up for it. I don't know if uh, Janet stepped up. She was always kind. What well, did you have Roland on your podcast, or did you did you did you had him come and DJ for you or something? I've had Zamo DJ for me. Yeah, like he was really nice. Yeah, like uh, didn't he run a key cutting business? Or still something, does. Zama? Oh, really? Yeah, still got a little key cutting place in somewhere in London. Uh, yeah, because he, he quit Grange Hill because he uh, became a pro boxer. Uh, and then he got injured in a... What, he got off the gear? 
like yeah cleaned right up cleaned right up got out of the arcade um and yeah like uh, I, I mean we shouldn't overlook like how harrowing that how scary that was yeah like because i remember like obviously that iconic scene where like he's in roland in the arcade that roland works at and he's just slumped there and he yeah and i remember it like as the scene closed it's like yeah. And it kept zooming, yeah, zooming in closer, in, yeah. didn't it, to his head. And I remember thinking, I'm never doing drugs. Was that the sleeve of just saying no? Yeah. That picture of him yeah. just slumped there, yeah. Yeah. But then I remember, like, afterwards, there's a scene where, like, he's like, no, no, Jackie, I, I've, I'm clean. And uh, and then she finds his gear and empties it down the sink. And, like, and he just goes mental. And I remember just thinking, oh, I'm never doing drugs. Like... <laughs> That was pretty heavy for a fucking kids' show, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it really was. And, like, bloody good, though, Granger, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what was your wildest memory of school? But probably, uh, I, I reckon my wildest memory of school was probably, we went, um, we went on a first-year trip to France. Yeah. And, uh, there was a new kid who joined, like, halfway through the year. Right. And no one really knew him. Okay. And when we got to the when we got to the hotel, we'd all just kind of got our stuff in our rooms, and I looked out the window, and he was just pegging it around the courtyard, like, completely in the nude. <laughs> Did you get to the bottom of it? Yeah, but not in a Mark Arman way. No, no, no one, no one, no one knew why. I still don't to this day know why. Wow. I I, I'm going to confess something now. Like, I used to quite like seeing someone's cock in context. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, like, do you remember when Lee Hubbard nicked David Otley's towel on the cub trip to France? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, got his cock out. He's just like, give it back, give it back. Like... It's in context, so... I mean, that's only the same as Barbara Windsor's top pinging off. Yeah, exactly, but, yeah. So to give that a little bit of backstory, we, we also went to France for the day trip with Cubs, didn't we? Yeah. On a hovercraft. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah, fucking hell. And, uh, and I remember all we was talking about was when we got there, we were just going to go to France, buy a flick comb and, like, and snap it and, like, and some bangers and stuff like that. Uh, I remember like we went to the beach... And for some reason, uh, David asked Lee to hold the towel around his waist. Yeah, while well, he changed his swimming trunks. It was a bad choice, wasn't it, really? <laughs> of all the people, you probably wouldn't have chosen him, would you? Uh, and then, obviously, the second that he popped his pants off and before he'd like put his trunks on, he just legged it with the towel. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so did you have a wild memory from school? I don't know. I remember... I remember, like, um, we had a supply teacher a lot uh, called Rolf because he looked like Rolf Harris, and we used to terrify, like, terrify him, like, terrorise him. Sorry, like, really did used to let him have it, and uh, and we used to do things like because he was he was clear he was like he was an alcoholic, and like every lunchtime he'd just be in the pub, and then he'd sort of turn up pissed at school, and I understand why because it was just really unpleasant teaching us because we just didn't <laughs> give a shit. Uh, and 
I remember like every time he'd like get up and go to another desk to talk to someone, I'd go up to his desk and take the inside of his bar out and put a different colour in, like back inside there. And every time he wrote, it was a different colour and it would see it. Was <laughs> then he put, he, 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 I hid in a cupboard and I'd come out and said, I've been into Narnia. And he used to call me Wally Whiffin. And he fucking hated me. And he, he would like, he'd clip me around the back of the head and things like that. But if I had to pick a time that I just look back on and think, that's weird. Um, it was like, on a Friday afternoon, we'd have media studies and it was just like all of like our group of friends, really, yeah. uh, that in one class. So it was like a complete DOS. Uh, but the teacher that ran it was our drama teacher or a music teacher. She knew nothing about media. And she hated me. Like, absolutely hated me. She'd throw me out of the class like pretty much every week. And I remember this was a really sunny day once. And I'd bought like a Walkman in that was like you could record on it. And I remember like playing up and getting thrown out. And then I went out the classroom and then I like come around the outside of the thing and there was them big old kind of iron critical windows that would like fold open yeah. and I just sat underneath it holding my little recorder up while she just sat there with like a few of the girls from the class just slagging me right <laughs> off uh, and then I remember going to the headmaster and playing it to him thinking like I'm going to get her sacked Yeah. and like uh, no he just like told me off even more I mean, there was always like this real sense of excitement because there was a a girl, um, I'm not sure exactly what religion she was, um, but she was told that when she left school, she'd she'd be uh, having an arranged marriage. And and every lunchtime, her way of protesting this was to throw herself in the aforementioned Primrose Island, the lake. Yeah. And as much as when you think back now, that's horrific that she was that disturbed at what was being pushed upon her that she was gonna every day like throw herself in this like rank yeah stench of a lake i say lake it was a ditch uh but i can't tell you the excitement when it had get to the point where it was like here she goes and the teachers were like playing bulldog, trying to get her. There'd be like dinner ladies running after her, and everyone would be like, Way! and then she'd just like zigzag through them and then just go splash and just jump in primmy like every lunchtime. So there was a, a hell I'm of a. I'm imagining that music from the final scene of um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, I've got a few more things uh, to, to mention. You got anything telly wise you want to talk about? No, I've not. No, I didn't, didn't do any research. Um, so I've got a thing about uh, some of the news. So um, it was Wimbledon. And so this was the, the iconic, you cannot be serious, yeah. man. Well, you can't say it like that. Well, you say it. You cannot be serious, man. <laughs> That's the only way you can say it. Mm. You I mean, cannot be serious. How cool was John McEnroe? Oh, he's a bollocks, isn't he? Yeah. All right. How exciting that, like, and I remember, like, people hating him, yeah, right, because he messed with the status quo, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, you can't be doing that at Wimbledon, yeah, and like, oh, it's because we're all too busy clapping along to fucking Cliff Richard and eating strawberries, exactly. And like, and then you just get this proper fucking Larry little dude that turns up with a proper fucking buffed up barnet and a sweatband in the middle of it. But I wanted to talk about sweatbands. Oh, I had a group of sweatbands. You had a Liverpool sweatband, didn't you? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I had Liverpool sweatband. I had, I had some uh, fake Nike sweatbands that we got on holiday in Benidorm. I used to love a sweatband in the 80s. I did love a sweatband. I remember seeing like Bjorg, uh, Beyond Bjorg and um, McEnroe and that, and like, and then sort of just thinking, someone I know at like, school had had like a kind of like a, just a, a red white and blue kind of striped sweatband I'm thinking fucking hell I want one of them yeah and like I remember going around my nans and telling her about sweatbands and she went oh, I'll make you some and like she just made me these ones that were like claret and like bran uh, and they were made like nylon they were made out of some curtains and I just remember like putting like, one round my head and two round my wrists <laughs> and like I got like a rash and they were really itchy <laughs> That was so horrible when it was like... But then I remember getting like an Arsenal sweatband for Christmas, like a pack, and like I still yeah. smell them, like opening them. I would have got them out of like Smallcombe Sports. Yeah. And like, and there was like two with a little bit of card in the middle. Like, yeah. And it was just like, oh. And I remember just like wearing sweatbands. I never sweated in them. Nah. You, you just felt the bollocks when you had yeah. sweatbands on, yeah. didn't you? Like a proper sportsman. And casual as well. Did you wear a, a sweat headband in the video for Haven? I might, I might have done. I, I, I don't know whether I maybe gave it, gave it to someone else because I had this, I had this um, sweat. I can't remember where, where did I get that fucking sweat headband from? From like that was on holiday. It might have been, might have been when we went on holiday at Benidorm. I had this Elise New York City marathon, like <laughs> and like your proper fucking eighties like headband. But yeah, that that the Shaven Haven video, we was all wearing like you know retro mm. tracksuits and stuff and that. It was all about a kind of rap battle kind of thing, wasn't it? Between a hairy crew and a shaven crew. Well, I guess we should start to wrap it up because we're we're well over the hour mark. But I, we've just talking about McEnroe and that. Can you remember a time that was probably the most stressed you've been playing sport? I think there's been I think there's been a few instances where I've where I've lost my call playing five aside football. Um, so when I when I used to go on a Saturday, there was this bloke who the Saturday game was just like. It was always played in a nice atmosphere, like a joke. How long goes this? I've bowled this kind of. You old enough to know better? Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I start. I, I started there when I was maybe like twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Right. And then this would have been maybe ten years after that. Oh, okay. So I was probably like, like probably like late thirties. Old man. Yeah. No, but, I'll, but but you say old man, but there was people like nearly twice my age. Yeah. Right. There, there was people that like people kind of fifty. And maybe even early sixties there when I was when I was like thirty eight. Competitive football. And um but it was just kind of <laughs> It was good though, but there was people all people of all ages and there was yeah. people that had been like because the game started in nineteen seventy four, so there was people who were who were like late fifties, early sixties yeah. and their sons and sometimes even like, you know, one of their grandsons there. Yeah. So it was like a good a good mix. It weren't too weren't too serious, always playing quite a nice no, it was competitive, but like just quite a nice atmosphere. Yeah. But there was this one fucking bloke uh, who I always seemed to be on the other side to, who played it like a Sunday league game, 
and would just kind of like elbows kick you up in the air. And um, every fucking week, he'd do something, like elbow me off the ball or, or, or kick me off the ball. And I just fucking had enough of it. And, and one week, I can't remember what he'd done, but he'd done something and I just fucking got the red mist. And I just thought, the next time, next time the ball fucking falls in a 50-50, I'm just going to fucking take him out. And this ball fell right in the middle of us. And so I just fucking went in and just went smack, right? And he's sort of gone up in the air and he's gone crack down on the floor and just stayed there. And then I just heard him go, like that. Fucking hell, right? And he stayed down for ages. And like everyone stood around and going, you all right, you all right? And they've helped him up and he's gone in goal, but he just went grey. Like, and, and in the end, like, he was in goal for a bit and then he just got his bag and went. And um, he broke two of his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, was, he was off for fucking, he was off for ages. And then when he come back, it's like he, he hadn't had any effect on him at all. Like, and um, he's, he's fucking had a, had a kick at us. So I've just fucking gone up, like, just squared up to him. And um, he's gone, oh, you broke two of me ribs. I can't even fucking run properly anymore. And and that was it. Like, after, after that, like, I didn't have any problems with him. You won. I don't want to win like that, though. Like, I'd much rather just everyone be all right. A win is a win. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. 